Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Chilling with my girl, she love me and she don't love you. And the funny thing about your girl is she love me too. Whipping with my team, with my clique, with my freaking crew. Whipping on the street, on the road, on the avenue. I do not care when she tell me. At you. Shut your freaking mouth, take a walk, I got things to do I'm a busy dude, while your boo, always sending news Posing in my teeth, with my face, type of stuff she do Twin bed in my room, walls are pink, it look like a womb Always step out fresh, I ain't rich, just know what to do Wasn't good enough for these tricks, but they had no clue Hit the mirror up, like what's up, you so freaking cute Past girls hit me up, like what's up, what you been up to Why you playing dumb, Google me, you know what I do When I'm my first tour with my team, with my freaking crew First stop Montreal, got the call Come back on La Rue Chilling with my girl, she love me And she don't love you And the funny thing about your girl Is she love me too Whipping with my team, with my clique With my freaking crew Whipping on the street, on the road On the avenue Whipping with my team, with my clique Claremont II is a gifted hip-hop artist Currently based in Toronto, Ontario a rapper, musician, producer, and director, Claremont is a 20-year-old music phenom with a clear vision and a compelling voice as a storyteller. His latest album was 2017's Lil Mont from the Ave, an independent release that earned a 2018 Juno Award nomination for Canada's Rap Recording of the Year. He and I connected for a discussion about his life, his work, and where he sees himself in the very near future. It's a surprising and fascinating conversation. Sponsored by Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, and Planet of Sound locations in Ottawa and Toronto, this is the 388th episode of Creative Control featuring Claremont II with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi Claremont, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm very well, I'm very well. Uh, where in the world are you uh, at this moment? I am in my bedroom in Toronto. 
in Toronto. And what part of Toronto do you live in? I am from. I grew up in the West End. Yeah, but I'm I'm everywhere. You, you, I'm all around. You, I, I go everywhere. <laughs> you're, you're Toronto omnipresent. Yes. Is that uh, is that by choice? Is that just because you want to figure out the city? Well, why do you move around so much? Well, I I don't move around so much, but I'm more. Uh, I'm I haven't. I'm not home all the time these days. I'm trying. To, I, I do a lot of shows and um, you know been traveling for the last bit a uh, bit of time but i'm 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 not i don't think i'm going to be in toronto for much longer i think i'm going to be moving um very very west that's what? the that's the plan you know i'm calling you from the west how west well i'm in guelph which is west of toronto i'm i'm thinking west and across the border oh interesting yeah. what what has prompted that you know, just there's some scenery there that I like, and some communities there that I that I like, and um, you know, I need a I need a change of uh, scenery and uh, community, basically. Okay, and is this is this a, a professional decision, a vocational career decision? Um, it's I'm thinking so far ahead. I'm thinking like family, like like you know, wife and then children, and where I wanna kind of you know raise a family things like that um i know it's crazy because i'm very young but um <laughs> it's just you know um there's many different things that you know kind of prompted that you know but yeah well i, I don't want to uh delve too far into your personal life here uh, but uh it's striking to me you say you're young i believe what are you 20 years old at the moment i am 20 yes 20 years old so you're so pragmatic that you're already thinking about having a family with a wife and children and yet, you mentioned you're living in Canada. You mentioned living uh, in the United States of America at this point in history, when that country seems to be destroying itself. And 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 really, <laughs> you think that would be the best place to raise your children, your hypothetical mm -hmm. children in America? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah I am saying that. I think um, <laughs> um I I think uh, before me moving moving there, I, I definitely need to be in a in a, a certain tax bracket. Where certain problems just don't affect, you know. I see. Okay. <laughs> but no, honestly, I, I I know like I was thinking of that too. Just you know, the states being you know what it is right now, and um, it's a very difficult decision. I don't know if I'm like I don't know for sure if I want to move to the states. I don't know for sure if I just want to move somewhere else in Canada. But it's it's definitely a process of you know trying to think of like okay, why is this? Why is it better that I move to this location? Okay, uh, what's around this location? Um, what kind of people are here? How has this helped my career? Things like that. So I'm still trying to figure things out. You know, I, I have a lot of time. So, but this is a place you visited and checked out and thought I could live here. I, you know what, the places in the states that I want to go, I've never visited. I've just been looking at real estate online, honestly, just oh. YouTube videos. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cheaper real estate. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, Toronto. You you said you mentioned earlier you're from the West Side, but you live. Wherever you, everywhere. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm on. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm on, I'm on the west side. I'm, I, yeah, I'm I'm from the west side. So that's that's where you're sort of born and raised, kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And what I know you rap about it, and you you know you write songs about that. But can you mm. just for people who have aren't familiar and and you know just because we're having a conversation, what was your upbringing like uh, there, so to speak? Can you characterize it? From about the age of zero to about seven. Um, I was living Eglinton West and um, in the, in this building, and I thought everything was you know peachy, everything was all nice and and whatever. 
um, didn't realize until maybe like five years ago that like there was a lot of stuff going on in that building that I, I had no idea about because of my parents, you know, keeping me from all that at that age. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, there was killings going on, people getting killed at funerals and things like that. There was, you know, a lot of, you know, drug dealing and and, and creeps, you know, um, things like that. Hmm. And um, I had no idea until I was older, just kind of growing up and, and learning about how the world actually is. You're like, oh, this was the case and blah, blah, blah. And this was a case. And I never thought we were like, you know. We're, we're, like we were never poor. We were never like, sh- like, what, like full out struggling. Like you know, eating ice sandwiches and things. But we definitely there was a lack of money that I didn't know that we had either. Because it and I and I credit my parents for that because at at, at seven years old, why do you care about that type of thing? You just want to you know have fun, go to school, play with your friends, things like that. Yeah. And um, I had no idea it it was the way it was. So then getting older now, I'm, now I'm living in the Western community. And high school, there's like people like people started kind of dying, and I've never had people that I knew kind of on the ones like passing away um, due mm-hmm. to like whether someone getting shot or stabbed and things like that. Um, I'm not saying my school was like the worst school in Toronto, um, but there was like maybe like I think there was one person I knew um, from that school that was killed, and then there was. Um, somebody I went to middle school with who was killed somewhere else. And then after I was done high school, there was another kid that went to the same high school I went to that was killed. And I was never involved with, you know, street stuff. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never held a gun. I've never had a pocket knife on me. I've never dealt drugs. You know, that's not something that I want to do. And, you know, it's, it's a very dangerous, very dangerous game that I would not like to be in. And, you know, I was I was I was in trouble a lot when I was younger, but that was because I was bored in class. So I was yelling at teachers and things like that, yeah. um, <laughs> because I thought it was class was whack. But I was in like a bunch of clubs and stuff like that. I was in like writing clubs. I was in art clubs. I did I did music. So I was a pretty I was a well behaved kid. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was I was good. Um, so just being kind of this good kid in this in this little, you know, not chaotic, but there's criminals around, you know. Yeah. Um, just kind of looking on the outside, looking in, but like at the same time, knowing people who who are who are kind of in that situation. So your parents shelter you from all of the the hardship that surrounds you. Uh, in school, you don't like the curriculum, but you're social and you have you know things you want to explore within you creatively. Yeah. Um, you know whatever socially. Until high school. Uh, high school, I was pretty not social i was pretty like not, i was in no clubs in high school um i didn't i barely talked to people just because high school was also not fun to me and high school, I, I already, high, school high school's hard for everyone i, I really think that yeah, it's, it's difficult I, yeah i was i was ready i was ready to leave like in grade maybe like like towards the end of grade 10 i'm like yeah i know what i want to do and i was i was clocked out and in grade 12, I had like probably the worst year academically I've ever had in my life well, just because I wanted to pass. <laughs> you were saying that it wasn't until maybe, by my count, until you were maybe 15 that you're, that the, the the hardship of the world around you started to seep in and you realized. Yeah, around, yeah. So yeah, 15, right around 16. The, and that's right around grade 11, grade 12 when you're disenchanted with school. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so I was going to ask, like, you know, you live this sheltered life. 
happy life uh, on some level. What does that realization that things aren't, as you say, peachy, like what is that? Do you remember that? Have, uh, do you actually have a sense memory of that, the, the, how profound an impact that had on you at the time? Yeah, for sure. It caused a lot of um, anger. And till this day, it's caused a lot of impatience. Hmm. Just, you know, wanting to be more successful and have more money that I could, you know, kind of somewhat bring my family to, uh, you know, more of that utopic type of lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and I know you can't fully do that. It's, it's just the way it is. But if I could do what I can, um, I that's the plan. So yeah. it's I'm I'm very impatient, um, but I, I I've learned to be patient because of how slow everything is or seems to be moving um, for me. But that's only how I look at it, you know. Like oh, it's moving slow for me, but everybody is telling me like oh, everything's happening for you right now is super big and you're killing it right now and all this stuff. But yeah. I I'm just not where I want to be right now. Well, so. that, that's interesting that you use the word impatience as as something you recognize within yourself after hearing, you know, what was going on in your, in your community, like, do you mean because life became more urgent, like life became more precious? And so you're like, got to get, get at it while we can kind of thing. Is that what you mean? Um, yeah, like, yeah, in a sense, um, you know, it's just people, like I started seeing people that were younger that were, were passing away and dying yeah. due to like being where, like where they are, just mainly where they live and things like that. It's like, well, then I don't want to live here and, and, and die this early and things like that. You know, like it's and, and you can't really move anywhere to avoid that, unfortunately. But as I said prior, like if I could somewhat try to capture that um, sense of safety or feeling safe, um, I would like to do that. Right. You know, I want to I want to do cool stuff before I get too old. You know, yeah, that's yeah. that that's 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 pretty much it. I mean, I, I, I'm double you in age as we're speaking, and I, I have the same impatience still. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I have the same thing that you're describing. Maybe it's a – potentially it's a – not to put myself in, in your league, of course, but it might be a creative impulse too. Like I, yeah. you know, this notion of like I have to make yeah, – I'm aware of this about myself now. Like I just have to make something uh, to feel yeah. feel like myself, and you seem like you're in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, just, makes, yeah. you have to make stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm I'm always making stuff. Always. Yeah. So you mentioned in high school that uh, among the clubs and and things you were interested in, among them was music. Uh, how did you get uh, interested in music per se? Was there were well, there particular artists or or particular uh, teachers or who who got you into music? So, as I as I said prior to high school, I didn't do anything except music outside of school. Um, oh, okay. But. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do any, no clubs in high school. No zero clubs in high. All the clubs I was I were in was like middle school and and primary school. Um, but oh, th- those okay. definitely played a yeah, those definitely played a big part in 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 my life. But I've been doing music since I was like five. Like I started making beats around four or five because my older brother Cola, um, he taught me how to make he taught me how to make beats, and um, from there I was. I didn't realize I was freestyling as much as I was and trying to write to songs as much as I was. Um, he found a recording of me when I was like five years old, freestyling or six or whatever. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, it's it's probably one of the worst things ever, but it's very, very vital. It's very, uh, it's important. It's an important piece of uh, music I have there. You know, I've been doing it for that long. My dad sings, my sister sings, my brother produces, raps. 
um, plays a bunch of instruments. My dad plays piano. My sister plays guitar. So it was, it's bound to happen. Like I, I like there wasn't, it's not like there, there wasn't many ways for me to go because I was doing, you know, animation and cartoons and my brother was doing the same. My sister was doing the same. My dad painted things like that. Yeah. But I found an interest in music being that young and just, just liking music and but I've you, been doing you, it my entire life. You're saying it ran in the family. Like I, you say that, and like I think about my son who's been quote unquote writing songs. He's been writing punk rock and rap songs since he was, yeah, four years old. <laughs> and like to the point where he has hooks and choruses and we kind of think, Oh, that's cute. You know, <laughs> he claims, he claims he has a hundred records recorded and he hasn't. And then I'm like, well, why don't we go into Papa's studio? We can record one of your songs. He's like, yeah, no, I already have, I have a hundred albums already. I don't need to do more. It's like, it's weird, <laughs> but he, he's also into the same thing. And maybe I'm not recognizing that enough as, and they're his own songs. Like you had, and that's because he knows we love music, right? So you're yeah, around, yeah. Uh, you're, you're immersed in a family. You say your brother was making Beats? What were you making beats on at five years old, if I might ask? FL Studio. I was using FL. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just got a text from my girlfriend saying that, because uh, she's listening to this interview right now. Oh. Um, and I said how I was in no uh, I was in no clubs. and I was actually on the ball team. So I know that has nothing to do with anything, <laughs> but I forgot that I was on the ball team for all four years. Okay. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we have a second producer on the uh, podcast. That's great. Yeah, she's, she's behind you right now. Okay. Thank you for the on the fly fact checking. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, sorry. Um, just being, yeah. Yeah. What was the question again? Well, I, I think I was saying that, uh, oh, I asked about uh, Cola. You said Cola was yes, making beats yes. and then you started making yeah. beats at five years old, I believe you said. Yeah. So I'm yeah. as both, uh, uh, you know, as someone who's talking to you right now and mm-hmm. interested journalistically, I'm also curious because my son is always asking about like, I want to make, you know, he wants a turntable. He wants to start okay. doing DJ stuff. So I'm just curious. What, do you, what did you use at five years old? Yeah, so at five, I, I began using FL Studio. My brother taught me how to use FL Studio. Right. And, um, or Fruity Loops. And then when I turned, like, when I started, maybe around the age of, I don't know, like 10 or yeah. whatever, um, he introduced me to this program called Reason. And that's when I started using Reason. Okay. And I use Reason till this day. So this five, four or five year old? No, you were five. You were five when you, this rap was recorded. Do you remember what, or can you tell us what you were rapping about at five years old? What was interesting to um, you? Freestyling. Yeah, I was. I I think uh, on the on the freestyle, I said um, like a lot of it. It was not, you know, I couldn't make out. But um, gibberish, I, right? A little bit of gibberish. Yeah, yeah, a little like a ton of gibberish actually. <laughs> um, familiar with that myself. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, like I, I said, um, heaven is the best place. You could buy anything you want. I said that um, in there. I said G's a lot. Oh, these are yeah. th- these are themes that come up on on your latest record. Exactly, exactly. So on the on the la- on the last album, I mean, sorry, the last song on the album, I actually put the clip in where I said heaven is the best place. G's became my ad lib. My new ad lib that I just used throughout the whole record, right? And and then the song, um, I just you know, uh, um, that freestyle sparked a lot of uh, the vibe of the new album and kind of like you know the the themes I, I slightly touch on and things like that. Yeah, were you like within the music stuff in your family? Were you a particularly religious or spiritual family? I was thinking, yes, of, uh, you were for yes, sure. Yes, we were. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're, we're like Christian Christian home. Yeah, you know, 
till this day Christian parents and and I, I I'm I'm Christian as well my brother right um but yeah but yeah like you know we I still have questions you know uh, I still there's still things that I I, I you know don't understand and but i'm still kind of just trying to find these answers through life and uh doing doing this music and yeah yeah now you mentioned we've talked about your family's influence on on your music were there particular artists that you were Um, into at the at the time i also like because there's a point on your latest record where you mentioned the fact that there's basically no father to your style you know you're an original Mm -hmm. artist and that's a that's a boast most people can make but as someone who's a fan of the music i agree with you (laughs) i feel like you you have your own voice at 20 years old which is all all an artist can really ask for is to is to be listened to and and heard for their own voice i think on some level and i feel like you have that uh but i'm also you know, since we're talking foundational stuff, when you, yeah, d- wh- where did you hear music? Uh, if you did, and 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 who were people who were big for you? Who were your people that you were just like, oh, I gotta figure out how they did that kind of thing? For sure, um, I, it definitely like so. The earliest memory of music was definitely uh, gospel music, and um, that was like people like Israel Halton, uh, Kirk Franklin, mm-hmm. uh, Donnie McClurkin, Fred Hammond, etc. Those guys, that's like the first memory I think I have of music, period. Then it went to, then it was R&B and Neil Soul uh, for my older siblings. You know, like Erica Badu, uh, you know, like Alicia Keys' earlier stuff. And, you know, and more underground stuff that I didn't know the name of, like Flo, like Floetry um, at, the, at the time. Hmm. And just, you know, those were the those were the starting that's the first music i heard rapping didn't even really like i heard rap music but i wasn't like as into it as i was alicia keys mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. at that when i was younger um but i definitely did like rap music but those were that's what i was listening to when i was younger or like that's what i would hear when i was younger i wasn't really like ch- like listening to music like that growing up i went through a lot of listening to to a lot of different things um, in middle school, like com- like things I would not listen to right now at all. Yeah, and then and and e- even high school, there were songs there that I just would not listen to. I'm like, oh, this wasn't that good, you know. The people that I started listening to that kind of became major influences, and people that I like looked at, like, yeah, this is some like this is someone I need to definitely pay attention to and kind of see what they do could influence me, but I don't rip their style but more so like take the elements of what makes them great and mold it that started in about high school uh-huh. um I, I started like maybe grade 10 um i started listening to chance the rapper the acid rap the acid rap tape or album sorry mm-hmm. and um that definitely began something new in me as an artist that began you know that's when my live show started to kind of get a little bit more interesting um, because I used to watch his live performances all the time, and he was like super amped and jumping around and dancing. I'm like, yo, I love to dance too, and like he grew up in church, I could tell. Yeah, and like I felt like I could relate to him so much. Um, and that was more that was more grade ten, and I started like getting into around that same time. I started getting into the TDE camp, so like Kendrick Lamar, Scooby Q, Absol, yep, and and J Rock, and it was just dumb four at the time. Um, Isaiah Rashad got signed like maybe like a couple years or a year later. Yeah, and then those were kind of the earlier guys that you know i wanted to like make music like i was also younger so i wasn't really like my sound wasn't polished my rapping skills weren't polished and then 
to Pimp a Butterfly changed everything for me by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. That album, mm-hmm. like, like he was doing stuff I I've not heard people do on record before, as a, especially as a rapper too. Um, you know, you you kind of expect it to be put in this box, but he was doing stuff that was so out of this world. Absolutely. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, I need to take this, you know, like like I need to learn how to switch my cadence up and and get my flows up and and my clarity and things like that. And that album changed the way I approached music as a whole. And Kendrick Lamar is it's like my favorite artist of all time. Um, mm-hmm. He has my favorite album of all time. And, you know, there's definitely other artists here and there that I... Tyler, the Creator is another one. I wasn't even allowed to listen to Tyler, the Creator. <laughs> my my <laughs> Cola told me, he's like, you're not... You can't listen to these guys, but they're crazy. But he, show, he showed me their music and said I wasn't allowed to listen to them. <laughs> this is like this is like maybe middle school, I think. Um, well, but, I mean, the odd future thing is so complicated <laughs> because they're so, you know, there's so much distraction from what they're doing just by the it, things they say and... Exactly, or at least used to say. Yeah, you know, like, seems to um, have calmed down. It's true. Yeah, so when I started getting older and listening to like whatever I wanted, that was like high school, and um, that was when I listened to like Tyler's older projects. And I've heard that's when I heard. Um, I think the album was Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was Wolf. Yeah, Wolf, Wolf for the first time, and I'm like, yo, this is amazing. And I've never heard a full album from. The, then I went back to listen to Tyler's old stuff and, and Earl, and um, but then then. Tyler just as a creative, you know, more than just the music, you know, directing his own music videos right. and, 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 you know, these short films and having a TV show and writing a cartoon and, you know, directing great videos as that, you know, at that. And so like Tyler and Kendrick are the two guys that I, and, and Childish Gambino is another one too, for sure. Yeah. Donald Glove, the actor, the direct director, you know, Atlanta. Comedian. Like, yeah. 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 I think those, I think those three guys I kind of like look up to. It sounds like you're inspired as much by their entrepreneurial spirit as their artistic uh, exactly. vision. You like this notion of self-starting and, and making your own thing. Exactly. You're about empire. Yes. <laughs> you, want, <laughs> yes. you want to build an empire. You mentioned, exactly. uh, by the way, you, you did you not just direct the video for the Avenue? Is that did you do that? I did. I did. Yes. And how did that feel? What was that like? It was it was fun, man. I I've, I've directed multiple videos for myself. I I, I think the first the first video I directed for myself or at least on paper is uh the my video from like my last album the uh, a declaration and I just directed since then because I knew what I wanted, you know, and and every time I do a video I know exactly what I want. And the avenue I knew I wanted that to be the way it was. Like I <laughs> I I drew out everything. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be the video that kind of blows and takes things to the, like the next level and it ended up doing better than than anything i put out prior yeah and um the video came out the way i wanted it at least at the time now there's things i like i would change up but at the time i was like this is perfect it was a stressful day it was a stressful two days actually <laughs> um you know but luckily i only shot it with my friends you know yeah it wasn't it wasn't pressure but it, it, it there was a couple things that happened that kind of you know kind of messed up the the happy fun vibe i was going for behind the scenes um but oh, it, oh, I see. it yeah but it, it 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 turned out great and i'm glad i'm thankful for everybody who's in the video and yeah so you directed it does that mean you you know how to work cameras do you work with a, yes. a, a editing software and all that stuff yeah i edited it as well on adobe premiere um my girlfriend actually shot the video um 
so we that's how we work we work very tight right you got the dynamic artistic thing going so yeah is that do you think that's more i guess you wouldn't have perspective on it this seems from my perspective having been around longer than you it seems necessary to be able to do everything <laughs> you know like it used to, used to um, yeah. be like a musician would know how to play write a song and make music and not have to worry about how to promote it how to do the other stuff uh but it does seem like something has changed over the last 15 years or so uh, again which you were five but <laughs> uh, do, do you find that most of your peers are kind of doing this like hands-on in every aspect of of their work not at all Nah, not at all. Like, I'm <laughs> looking at my peers, man, especially in, in rap, man. I realize that a lot of people just rap and they just, that's it. Yeah. They they get beats from everybody. Like, I produce everything. So they get beats from other people. Um, They have people that shoot their videos. They have people that direct their own videos. Um, There's a very big community of artists who actually don't do everything, you know, and have yeah. directors and right. like that. Um. They don't even there's a lot of people who have, you know, um, label backing who, you know, promote the stuff. There's a lot of people who have money behind them and things like that, that, you know, promote the stuff. And I I've actually done it myself with me and my small team. We've done it ourselves, everything from like promotion and rollouts. Um, we've we've gotten no help and the help that we did get. We ended up like, you know walking away from the label um because we just felt like it wasn't you know we weren't we weren't like i was like me personally i was not a fan of the label process and um that's something that i I just didn't want to do anymore and i preferred doing it myself well that i think and i'm i'm just uh, don't take this the wrong way because it's not meant Mm -hmm. to be disparaging but i have a feeling that when you alluded earlier to your sort of self-awareness about your impatience I think impatience and an urgent uh, an urge to have complete creative control over a project those two things kind of go hand in hand because when you start to branch out from your small team because people are interested you got to wait for them you got to wait for everyone to do stuff and it's mm-hmm. must be I know that can be maddening do you think that's part of yeah. it Yeah um that like yeah definitely like I don't I don't want to wait on people I don't want people trying to also have input on the creative part of uh the creative aspect of what I'm doing because I've, you know, I've worked, I've built this from like nothing and, and I built my brand from nothing. Yeah. And there's a way that I want it to look and there's a way I want it to, 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 you know, present itself. And I've, I've achieved that. And, um, it's still, it's still moving up and it's still, it's working. Yeah. And the, and the most damage I've done has been when I've trusted my gut and, and, and I've done what I was supposed to do. Um, that's when the most like you know damage in a positive way um you know things you know being recepti- uh, uh, received well and um being pushed around and people talking about it well i i think it's clear from your music that you know yourself like i i, I and i think that's really admirable and, and sort of rare like you're there's like um there's conflict on your records there's conflict on this mm-hmm. latest record little mont from the app when you think about when I think about like the back to back loving on a budget too rich for me, like that's fascinating. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. It's a. It is often by people who don't listen to hip hop. They think it's very secular. They think it's very materialistic on some level, and and aspects of it are. But I I don't often hear 
Well, actually, you do hear rappers talking about their hardships, but you're you're talking about this conflict between interpersonal relationships and how you you, you suffer. You, you're not poor, like you say, but you, it's a yeah. struggle to make ends meet sometimes. And yet at the same yeah. time, Too Rich for Me is about how you can't really relate to a, a rich woman. Is that yeah, am I exactly. capturing that right? So yes, yeah. it's very interesting to me that you want to put all of that out there like that's that's just who you are like you there's conflict within you right like the, you want to succeed but you don't want to sell yourself out exactly exactly and that's Perfect. that's that's a really <laughs> that's a really level-headed way of looking at it. where do you think that that perspective comes from because you're only and i'm not trying to be like an old man yeah, saying yeah. like hey you're only 20 how can you know this <laughs> 20 is uh, you you sound like you've seen a lot more than i've seen and experienced a lot of things that most people wouldn't experience but do you, do you have a sense of that where, where does your perspective come up, come from cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That, that definitely just comes from the way I grew up. And, um... And, 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 you know, the people I've interacted with in different communities and, you know, people from richer areas versus people from, you know, broker areas or yeah. people that, you know, have less money. Um, there's definitely they, they definitely have different personalities. It, it, they may not think that or they may not see it, but it's it's there. It's definitely in, embedded in them. Do do you think Toronto like you you we talked about how you you're you're hoping to leave uh yeah. for, for somewhere do you, do you think Toronto is, is kind of aware of its economic disparity of the fact that people are are not thriving particularly artists like is it mm -hmm. doing enough to deal with that do you think or does it need to be doing more Man I think Toronto is very uh odd in that sense I think it's very weird because it's almost like there's different levels of like or different groups of fame in Toronto, um, there's a lot of people that actually might be looking at it as things are happening for Toronto because things are happening for Drake. So because <laughs> things are happening, you know, things are happening for Drake, Toronto's on now. It's easy to make it from here. But it, there's just it's, it's really an oversaturation of music. There's a lot of music here. And I'm not saying don't make music. That's not what I'm saying. But or like don't, you know, be successful. Or in, in, but I'm saying there's like a lot of people doing the same thing here. Mm -hmm. And. Um, a lot of it gets overlooked. A lot of it gets, you know, kind of pushed out the way. And it's, I don't want to say it's a mess because it's not a mess, but there is definitely a lot of people who think that, um, you know, getting a lot of views on YouTube is all it is. But there's actually like different aspects yeah. of, of this, of this game. You know, you gotta, you gotta do shows, you gotta go on tour. Um, and then even there's people who've gone on tour as myself, but don't nearly have as much numbers as anybody else. So it's almost like where you're succeeding in one place, you're lacking in another. And there's only a few people who've really figured that out. And when you look at the people who have figured it out, they're not even rappers. There's like 
the only rapper I would say is like near Drake's level is Drake. A lot of people have, you know, a lot yeah. of rappers haven't figured it out from here, and you, I don't know what it is, but there's like there's no there's no like famous rappers from Toronto. Um, there's definitely famous R&B artists yeah. or better known, but rappers is a lot of we have a lot of work to do, and, and and I'm just trying to figure it out. I I don't know the I don't know the formula. I don't know what the process is, so I'm just gonna keep you know making what I like to make and, and making it for the people who, who like it and um, and just putting out great product. Well, one of the problems I think that Canada and, I mean, Toronto has it, Canada has it, is we don't really celebrate our own until someone else does. Um, that That's how I feel personally. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Well, like I, we... that, that speak, <laughs> doesn't that speak partially to your impulse to leave? Yes, hundred percent, man. Like I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I've been, I've been, like people might say, like, oh, you've only been doing it for like, you know, like whatever, five years or so, blah blah blah. But I think the difference between me and other people who have been doing it just as long is the body of work yeah. um, that I've put out. I've had an album, I've had a project release every year since 2014 yeah um i've had a project come out 2014 my sorry 2013 my first album came out 2013 14 was project two 2014 was project two mm-hmm. and then um you know uh 15 was my was my mixtape and then 2016 was an album then 2017 was lomar from the ave and you know i i've also had singles in between i've had multiple music videos and not just music videos but music videos directed by myself edited by myself so yep, it's like yep. the hours and time that i put in i feel like i'm not kind of i feel like i'm going so hard just to kind of be in the same position like yeah i'm moving up a little bit i'm getting a little bit more known but i feel like it's not equivalent to the amount of work that i that i that i put in and you know there's definitely things that i'm struggling with in my own city that people are not going to understand. Like a lot of people are just going to be like, okay, like you're just saying that because like you're not you're not good enough or you're not successful, and so you're 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 mad at your city or mm-hmm. it's it's easy to make it. For, I've heard people say like it's easy to make it from here now because Drake made it the most popular city, but that's not true. It, that doesn't mean anything. And I think other people that are artists will understand too that it's not just that easy. There's I mean, definitely people who have it easier, but it's not that easy. Yeah, like on some level. People succeed for various reasons. Um, yes. Do you, because I, I talked to many artists about this phenomenon, both in terms of OVO and Drake and and how there's this misperception that Toronto hip hop is thriving now um, mm-hmm. just because they are. Does he, mm-hmm. do they, does he have some role to play in this? Do you feel like he could be doing more? He's very diehard Toronto guy. Like mm-hmm. he keeps a yeah. home here. Uh, you know, everyone's around. They, they keep places here, and you know he's a fixture in certain aspects of Toronto life and culture. And and I'm not obviously I'm not suggesting it's up to him. But do you yeah, feel sure. do, you, do you feel that way? Like do you feel like because I I just struggle with what could be done. We all talk yeah. about this as a problem. I don't know what the solution is. Clearly, yeah. he has a platform for himself and his crew. I don't know. Mm. Like, does he? Could he be? Do, could he be doing more? Could could someone be doing more? to elevate hip-hop culture in Toronto so that we don't treat it the way we treat it or, or yeah. the way a lot of people treat it? Do you have thoughts on that? Um, I would definitely say that, um, like, I, I would say that he isn't, like, um, 
obligated to do that or like make Toronto, but he does he does claim it a, a lot. You know, he does he does he does show it off. He does talk about Toronto all the time. So you would think that you know there's more that he could do. Um, I actually I I don't know him. I've never met him. I don't know his thought process. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but I I definitely think that. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird because he he's definitely brought artists on tour with him from Toronto. Yeah. Um. Um. But I don't know if I guess people around the world haven't received it as well as they receive receives Drake's music. Um. Listen, man. I don't want to put you on the spot either because I'm not trying to. Yeah. This is yeah, a, for it's, sure. it's sort of an awkward question because I'm not trying to make it seem like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Drake owes, I know I know exactly Drake yeah, owes yeah. Oh, Drake owes you or anyone owes you like I know you're doing it yourself and and it's admirable yeah. and you're doing great work and all that it just I just run into this issue I've had a panel discussion or two about this issue on on this show I know show. exactly what you're saying yeah, yeah so sure. we talk about it all the time but no one everyone says like we need support from the industry and the infrastructure and it just occurs to me like okay so the one of the biggest stars of that culture lives in this city, constantly big ups this city, you know, and in, yep. in, in some ways. Wouldn't it be awesome if he did like a playlist of just stuff yeah. he liked, you know, or that him and his crew like? Like, wouldn't that – just imagine the impact of that. I imagine. You know what I think? You know what I think? I think I think he's – I think he's – I think he's actually been in the same predicament that I'm in in terms of you've been tra- you've been grinding so hard everybody's kind of sleeping on you or whatever because people used to make fun of this guy all the time absolutely yeah right yeah. so as soon as he got on he's just kind of like well i made it now everybody who was talking that smack like like yeah i'm gonna big up my city because i'm from here but at the end of the day i don't really mess with you like that because yeah. Yeah. of how you know um i could i because like the more that the deeper i get into this music thing the more, like when I was younger, I'm like, man, I don't understand why Drake is like that. Or, but like things start making more sense to me about how he acts. I'm like, OK, I, I get that. Like that makes like I feel that way. Like, you know, of course, I'm not 100 percent like, you know, like you're just not going to be 100 um, percent agreeing with everybody. But I definitely felt like like I there's things that he does that I that I understand. And well, um, like you say, like you, once you get on, people come out of the woodwork wanting stuff from you. Like, exactly. All, all of a sudden, you know, they weren't there for you really. And then, hey, man, like, remember I did that thing for you? And <laughs> and yeah. you're like, yeah, I guess so. But like, you know, yeah. ultimately I'm doing this on my own. Like, yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, yeah. this is not meant to be a, an intervention for Drake. Uh, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I, I like on, At the end of the day, I just don't know what – I don't know what his – his 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 thought processes or what he's trying to do but i will say that there's definitely some toronto artists or like toronto rappers who are like very skilled that you know i guess he's just not seeing or just doesn't really care about i yeah, don't know yeah yeah and that's 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 on him he's a busy guy too like it's yeah. it's, it's it's i'm just saying as a figurehead of this community and as someone who's taken that on you know he's, he's i think yeah. he really has like i don't think he's shied away from it i mean he I think he would love to do that. I just don't see it happening, and I yeah. hear this all the time. So, it's it's it is yeah. what it is. Do you? I often uh, have found in promoting hip hop uh, shows, like when I used to do that more. Um, it's very hard in this country to get people to come out. I yep. blame I blame racism. I blame yep. I blame all sorts of things. Uh, yeah. do, do you have a perspective on? I mean, you're like you say you you thinking of leaving. Is is does any of that play a role in, in your decision as well? 
Yeah, man, it's I don't know. I feel like Canada as a whole, um, like there's many there's many different things, but I feel like Canada as as a whole needs to step it up. And um, there's things that we're not doing as well as the states, and that's why people want to go to the states to to blow, man. It's just better for like the, the like our first of all our market for 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 like hip hop out here is not like it's weird. Like we put especially you know I feel like there's stuff that we put at the forefront or things that we talk up. Um, like and this is like not just music this is like blog writers to you know local publications to you know people like people who do like you know promotional stuff and 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 and, and just business as a whole sure there's um you know there's things here that we don't do well that people in the states will never slip up on you know and make mistakes on and um there's things that we put in the forefront here um musically that you know we only do that because it's popping or somebody else sees that it's popping and we don't truly like this stuff or there's like obviously some stuff that people do, but there's some things that people don't really like, but because it's buzzing, um, a blog writer is going to write about it. Right. Or, you know, that's the stuff that they don't want to take chances on anybody who they think is actually talented um, if they're not popping. Right. So there's like a level that you kind of have to cross before you, whatever. But like, I look, I remember like, Looking at Chance back in the day when he was, I I wasn't allowed to play Chance records anywhere because people thought he was annoying. When I, you know, like <laughs> I wasn't like people were like, turn that off. I don't want to hear this. He's not for everybody. Or that's the nice way of putting it. But you know, I, I looked at there was a blog called like Ill Roots, and they would like write yeah, up yeah. on him yeah. pretty often. Yeah, pretty often. And he wasn't like popping, popping, but because he was good, or at least I I would like to hope so at the time. Um, because he was good, they would write about him. And in things like that, like I, I know all these writers and blah, 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 but I feel like there's a level that I got to cross before I guess I get more. Like, I'm not saying I've never gotten love before. That would be a lie. Yeah. But um, there's like not just for me, but there's definitely other talented artists who who are not getting love mainly because they're not they're not big. They need like some sort of it's like we need some sort of cosign. Yeah. And um, I think yeah. it's unfortunate. Um, so I just completely detached myself from anything that has to do with that aspect of you know being unprofessional or being weak or being like not good at what i'm doing and i actually have to make my own lane and make it for myself and 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 do that with my my small team and um you know it's it's been working it's a process i'll tell you that it's a very long process yeah yeah. but we're, we're gonna do it well, you, you mentioned Chance uh, and you mentioned Kendrick earlier. Uh, I think both of them have uh, sp- spiritual and religious aspects to their work and uh, kind of faith in themselves and, and a faith in a greater power. You mentioned you're, you're Christian. Does that stuff yeah. inform your work? I mean, there's obviously on the new record, there's a song called My Homie God, and uh, it seems yeah. seems like it's you giving praise. But it does, yeah. does, does your... Does your spiritual life kind of, or your religious life, I should say, does that inform your, your, your work? Um, yeah, man, it, 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 it plays a part for sure. Yeah. It, it, it has to, um, there's, I don't, I don't think there's been in a project that I put out where I don't mention God at like, you know, I have to, because he's, he's, you know, he's been, or, you know, God's been there since I could remember. You know, he's been in my life, uh, and I've grown up knowing God as God and uh, being a Christian. And um, just you just kind of have to have your 
depending on what you believe in, of course, um, like your faith in, in what you believe in. And I, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there, there's, there's, there you, hasn't been a time I haven't mentioned him. Yeah. Do you think there's any, have you encountered any stigma there? I remember when Chance won a Grammy, uh, <laughs> he made a speech and he, he just used the opportunity to really thank God. And yeah. it got a little bit of uh, blowback from people who, didn't really recognize that in him and which i thought yeah. I, I thought it was interesting because if you listen to his music it's there yeah uh, it's definitely there <laughs> yeah but he he did face a bit like people were like oh i didn't know that that was really a part of his makeup and wow like have you encountered any of that any of that like sort of a um stigma not not really no I, uh, at least if i have i haven't seen it um but no nah, not 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 firsthand okay it it is it is sort of becoming more common in in hip hop I think uh, for yeah for people to be I more, mean, more outspoken yeah more up yeah more upfront about it yeah because I, I I'll definitely say this like man like a lot of these hip hop artists you know in in in, in R and B singers um, have grown up in church yeah so yeah it makes sense but then like I say some of the the some of the imagery by some artists you're just like. That does not seem <laughs> particularly yeah, yeah. faith driven, uh, even yeah, if they might be sure. saying it. But I don't get that from you. I mean, I remember I, I was an early supporter of Shad, and I loved mm-hmm. hip hop, and and he was really outspoken about his faith, and it was it was really um, refreshing and different. Uh, I, I just, yeah. It wasn't really going on that much, but like I say, it seems to be happening more. Um, I, I my understanding also is on Lil Mont from the app. Do you 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 mentioned like you make all your own beats and produce all yeah. your own but this one is this a departure in any way in terms of like the instrumentation like you played a lot of stuff on this right i played everything on it and is that unusual no i have every project i've done i've produced every song mixed every song mastered every song right but do you play every instrument on every song every every instrument <laughs> i played the keys i played the bass i played everything anything that's like there's like maybe like two songs a little more from the ad where I use 808 bass, but other than that, everything is real bass that I that I have right behind me. And is that just some along with your girlfriend? Uh. No, I know. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean yeah, she's yeah, also behind, behind you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, no, like um, that like I would say the most unusual thing I've done was I actually play real bass on this. Um, because on the last project, I everything was played on the keys. I I play piano as well. Um, I'm not like the best piano player but i I know chords i I could figure out progressions and and you know um that's something that i've always done uh cola taught me how to play play keys as well as well as you know my dad showing me a few things here and there but um but cola mainly taught me how to to to, to play and and chords and then youtube things like that but I've, i've always played chords and i just wanted to touch you know i wanted to to do something else and and that so i picked up the bass it was my brother's bass and i I played based on like a lot of this album. It's remarkable. I mean, I don't. That's not. That's that's unusual, isn't it? <laughs> um, it depends on who you're looking at. <laughs> I guess. I, there's definitely different. Um, because like Andre 3000 played guitar. Um, you know, uh, Tyler the Creator plays keys. No, that's true. And yeah, yeah. That's... So like, I mean, I will say like that the artist who play and make the beats versus people who don't is is very yeah it's not a lot of it's, it's i guess it is unusual well but, I, I i also marvel at i'm uh, increasingly and it's because of various things youtube is probably among the most um 
main reasons, but like when I had Harrison was on the show, whom you've collaborated oh, with, and yes, Harrison's a, great. He's amazing. We had a really great chat, and 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 it, we came to the like we started talking about how he got into music and playing music, and it's just fascinating to me that you, this generation, and I guess everyone now has the means to just go on YouTube to learn how to play an instrument or yeah. learn how to use software, and and you know you got some lessons there but that that's got to be again you don't have a perspective on when it wasn't like that on some level because i think you're young but that's got to be empowering right to know that like anything you want to learn is kind of accessible it's true yeah it's easy to learn well it's not easy to learn but it's there it's there you could definitely but it's also up to you to kind of like you know take what you've learned and yeah amplify it and, and 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 whatever but yeah youtube has been a help for me learning like one of my like one of my first R and B progressions, and then you know, thanks to YouTube, I guess I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> they don't need YouTube a sh- is weird. Yeah, they, yeah, it is weird. YouTube is weird. <laughs> you know what? Forget that shout out, man. YouTube is odd, man. It's changing all these policies and stuff, and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like I say, it's more just about how I, you know, there's all sorts of DIY shows yeah. about building sheds and food and music now it's it's just exactly. fascinating it's a fascinating time it's cool it's kind of cool but yeah it's also weird because everyone thinks they can do everything and, yes. <laughs> and so, they can't and they, they can't is. right you still need talent and and skill so it is fascinating yeah. have you written any new songs since Lil Mont from the Ave was released yes I've actually released um two since that album um one was with um the only feature on Lil Mont from that which is Hezzy like my best friend right and um I've also released a song called Tortoise prior to me going to Vancouver um, for the Junos. Right. And um, I've, I have a bunch of songs like still here that I gotta, that I gotta work on. I'm trying to like work on like five this week. So yeah, I have five songs. You're trying to work on five songs. I'm trying to, I'm trying to record five songs this week. Right. You're still on your uh, album a year or, or release, you know, major release a year, uh, uh, Pace. Nope, I am I am done with that, man. I <laughs> I've I've put in so much work, man. I can't just keep giving out these albums. So like I I'm this is not looking like an album year. Um, okay. It's, but there it's gonna there's gonna be music for sure. Like okay. uh, a good amount of music. The only other thing I want to ask you about, and you know I appreciate this time today. The only other thing I wanted Thank to you. ask you about because we've covered a lot of ground, but I find that um, your storytelling is truly unique and remarkable, and I I want to just get a sense of where that comes from because i i was just um i wrote something up about you ahead of your appearance in guelph uh for the local paper and i just made a point of saying that you are a real scene setter like i feel like when you talk about something and it could be like a little tiny skit or whatever if you will like it could be anything i just feel like i'm there there's some sort of immediacy to what you're doing and i think it has a lot to do with um the writing and and that's cool and the story i appreciate that yeah no you're welcome but do you have like we've talked about musical influences and your family and all those sorts of things um but do you have storytelling like narrative heroes or narrative people you're just like man that's amazing (laughs) <laughs> yes for sure uh directors i think movie directors are those those storytellers i right. think um one of my favorites is uh wes anderson um oh, i actually okay. went yeah, yeah nice. i went to i actually went to watch isle of dogs with my girlfriend yesterday how and is that it? movie it's sick man oh, it's cool. it's it's crazy um but like just i like how i don't know if it inf- like i definitely will say that he's influenced um some of my video directing you know skills and like just kind of like edits and things like that sure. um but he's definitely one of those people that 
stuck to like what he knows in terms of like writing yeah. and stories. Like every one of his movies are his. Like, you know, it's his movie just from the script and 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 things like that. And then Stanley Kubrick is another guy who's done some crazy stuff. And you got like Chris, you got <laughs> Christopher Nolan too. Like I those just, guys. It's yeah. fu- it's funny you went kind of dark, whimsical to just dark evil to you know <laughs> hauntingly dark it's all dark a little dark it, i would say yeah yeah i would say the greatest person is wes anderson but even then like he he, he gets kind of he, he gets kind of things sometimes he it's gets kinda... oh it all rests on an under like i've seen every wes anderson film i'm a big fan yeah. I, I, it all exists in an awkward often yes. familial tension you know that that yeah. it's always there and it's always strange um exactly and yeah. I, I i admire that if you if you like i guess look on his wikipedia i'm pretty sure this is true but um if you go to his wikipedia and all the movie um, movies he's done he's like produced like majority of them so i i i see yeah. that and you know the fact that he he oh my voice cracked the fact that he um <laughs> he um he writes the movies with um, so, like sometimes with somebody else, but like he writes all the movies, he directs the movies. It's like his style, um, his storytelling. I kind of just wanted, you know, I wanted people to know, like, like yeah, this is a Claremont record almost, or yeah. Um, and I I struggled with, like, I wanted to write deep. I wanted to like be like the deepest, only speaking in metaphors rapper. And I've had like I've wrote songs like that like a long time ago, and they were just like never as good as the songs where I wrote like naturally and just kind of wrote what I, I kind of I kind of knew, and um, that's one thing that st- uh, stood out to me in myself that like you know maybe you don't need to write deep but kind of just write what you know and like it'll kind of do its work itself it'll 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 do the damage that it needs to do you yeah. don't have to try to be another artist. Well, you're you're an admirable force, my friend. I, I'm glad you're doing this stuff because it's oh, I appreciate it. it's really cool to see. Um, where can people learn more about you on the internet? I suppose maybe that's the best um, place. I don't. I I have a Wikipedia page now, which is crazy. <laughs> that is that's dope. But I you can't really learn much there except like what I've dropped. Um, yeah, like a Bandcamp or something. I I have Bandcamp. I have SoundCloud. I have Twitter. Yeah. I have, instagram my facebook i got a website i go oh you know what you could really learn from me on my on my tumblr page <laughs> if anybody uses that <laughs> like if you if you go back a few years you'll see like the stuff i like you know okay <laughs> I, I guess but i mean honestly it, it's not it's nothing you're not gonna learn much it's, 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 <laughs> okay people can wait. google claremont the second yeah. and, and learn more about how to find your record little mont from the app which is the, exactly. the latest full length it's amazing uh, is there a single song from the record that we can go out on? Yeah, I would say um, my favorite song on the album that I've that I've um, that I've done that I think you know needs to be played is uh, is G's. G's. Now this is this goes back to when you were five years old, maybe. Yeah, I I I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy because I was working on like I was making the beat um, for for G's first, and I I remember like. I, I basically I sampled myself. I, I was playing keys and I sampled myself and I reversed it, whatever. So I was all I had was that sample, that initial sound that you hear on the song. Right. And I'm like, this is gonna be the craziest song I've ever made, and it and it's like my favorite. Okay. Well, we'll go. Uh, we'll go to that. Uh, and you've got 
everyone uh, yeah there's no i guess people will figure out where to find you and then your tour dates and all that stuff uh, <laughs> with one of the social media options we recommended there uh, th- this is geez from little mont from the ab by claremont the second claremont thank you so much for being on the show i really appreciate it thank you for having me i appreciate it yeah yeah little mont from the ab Watch as though you playing without in your life. Yeah, I've been losing sleep and only getting dimes. Yeah, they just scared of me, they know I'll take their wife. Yeah, catch me with some ladies, you'll catch me with dimes. Jeez, I've been trying hard, trying way too hard. Jeez, I've been going hard since the freaking start. Jeez, I've been going hard for my freaking block. Jeez, all I see is knocks on your freaking block. Jeez, feeling like forget a dollar, pick a spot. Jeez, post up on the corner, push for about a quarter. Jeez, feeling like I'm This good art direction Ain't quiet when I'm quiet Always up to something Meeting in the top offices Trying to get my guap up Jeez. Things I'm doing They started level I'm next to God bro Bet I be the reason That your ex your ex Jeez. I might be the prettiest She ever met Jeez. But dying by the trick No way So tell your wifey To get out of my face Jeez. I've been trying hard Trying way too hard Jeez. I've been going hard Since the freaking start Jeez. I've been going hard For my freaking block Names is getting friendly, we are not friends. I've been disrespected, used to have some questions. Got the runner around, put me in the Olympics. That's when they come around my way. I can't help but put the finger to their face all day, like G's. Bet I be the reason that your ex, your ex, G's. I might be the prettiest she ever met, G's. But dying by the trick, no way. So tell your wifey to get out of my face. G's, I've been trying hard, trying way too hard. Special thanks again to Claremont II for being on this, the 388th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and available on all iOS and Android platforms and also on Spotify and Audioboom.com. If you can't find an episode that you're looking for or you wish to learn more about me and sign up for my regularly scheduled newsletter, please visit vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at vishkana.com, creative with a k or follow me at vish Khanna. listen to a radio show version of creative control on wednesdays at noon eastern standard time around the world at cfru.ca or on an actual radio at 93.3 fm if you're in or near guelph 
Visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. All of your pledges are really, really appreciated. So please, uh, if you haven't done so already, consider pledging today. I'd like to thank uh, Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, and Planet of Sound, which has locations in uh, two locations in Toronto and one in Ottawa. Thanks for your support of the show. Uh, thanks, too, to Jim Guthrie for letting me use the instrumental version of his song, The Rest is Yet to Come, to end the show each week. And thanks to you again for listening to it and reviewing it and rating it and downloading episodes of the show uh, on whatever platform you use and, and just spreading the word about it. Tell your friends about the show if you enjoy it, and uh, uh, maybe uh, they'll contact me and ask me questions about it. That happens sometimes. It does. So anyway, thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.